Goff's three minutes. Your story. Cause knowledge is. We've all said it a thousand times. We can probably say it in our sleep. As children, we recited it over and over again at the start of every school day. And yet, we know virtually nothing about the Pledge of Allegiance. Who wrote it? How long ago? Has it ever been updated? Well, we've come to the right place. The Pledge's roots are shockingly, wait for it, capitalistic, with a side of patriotism. Now let it be known, I am no way against capitalism. I believe competition breeds success, and this has helped America become the standard of achievement and the global powerhouse she is today. But a lot of stuff comes down to making some money, and in so in a way, does the pledge. Every morning, schools across America begin their day, as they have for generations, with the Pledge of Allegiance. The pledge we have today has had some changes and actually a complete revamp, but since 1892, surprisingly, little has changed about the pledge. Now, the OG Pledge of Allegiance was actually written by a Union Army officer, Captain George Balch, during the Civil War. Later, he would go on to use it to promote patriotisms in schools across New York. It read simply, We give our heads and hearts to God and our country, one country, one language, one flag. Balch was also a staunch supporter of imbuing loyalty to country, especially among young immigrants. The Pledge of Allegiance as we basically know it today was written by a Baptist preacher, Reverend Francis Bellamy. Bellamy grew up in New York in the late 19th century, and this is where our story gets a little capitalistic. Bellamy began working for a nationwide youth magazine publication known as the Youth Companion, printed out of Boston, Massachusetts. Their goal was to promote patriotism in schools, and as part of pushing their publication's reach, they began a mission to fly a flag over every school in America. And they did a pretty good job with over 25,000 flags sold to schools at cost. This coincided with the 400th anniversary of Columbus landing in America, so the U.S. was primed for a surge of patriotism. With every flag, there would be obviously a flag raising in the mornings and a simple ceremony to accompany. So Bellamy, another young man working there, wrote the Pledge of Allegiance. Bellamy was not a fan of Balch's original saying it was too crude and undignified. And so in August 1892, he wrote, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, this was published in the following month's Use Companion and distributed to schools nationwide. They were even able to convince President Benjamin Harrison to proclaim the flag ceremony the main focus of Columbus Day that year. Now we're going to jump through some quick dates. 1923, my flag was changed to the flag of the United States of America. In 1942, it's officially adopted by Congress as the pledge. And... The name, the Pledge of Allegiance, is not formally accepted and named that until 1945. Initially, the flag ceremony with pledge recitation also included a much different hand gesture than our familiar right hand or over our heart. 
Students were to make a military-like salute to the flag, and as they started the pledge, when they got to the words, my flag, would extend their arm, palm up, towards the flag through the rest of the pledge. Keep in mind this was the 1890s, long before Germany's Third Reich began their Heil Hitler salute. Once this gesture was hijacked by the Nazis, we changed to what we do now, right hand over your heart. The final change came to our pledge in 1954, when the pressures of the Cold War and the Red Scare of Communism came, sweeping across America. President Dwight D. Eisenhower encouraged Congress to add under God into the pledge, and after approved, is where we are now. We've come a long way from a magazine trying to get subscriptions. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Ward County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>